Welcome to another episode of Empowering You, focusing on fine-tuning and owning your voice, as well as asserting yourself as a powerful woman, a podcast filled with personal stories and real-world examples that can be applied immediately. It's a new day. Own your voice and embrace you with your host, Shantara Chapman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Empowering You, a podcast about helping you to refine, enjoy, and live authentically in your voice. And today, I am so excited because I have a guest. And you guys know that every once in a while, I try to bring you people who have strong voices, who have strong messages, and we have a very strong lady. That we're talking to today, <laughs> DJ Superstar. How hey, are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. So, you know, I feel like I'm talking to royalty here. Oh, well, well thank you. Because, hey. Well, you're the one that wear a lot of hats, but I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take I may have a lot of hats, but you have a pretty big hat. Well, thank you. Thank you. And so the first thing I want to ask you uh-huh. is really how did you get into this industry? How did you get into to this? Was it the goal to be... A DJ to be superstar, or was it just to be a superstar? Uh, actually, <laughs> I thought I was gonna work at Coca Cola as a mar- in the marketing department. Really, mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to do after college. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. So after I finished Prairie View, okay. um, I graduated with uh, my a degree in marketing, and um, I went ahead and started working in corporate America. Well, I went to work well. I had an intern with Enterprise, so um, after college, I went straight back to Enterprise as a management trainee, then like that, then from there, I went to work for AT&T. Well, while I was working at AT&T was when I got the urge one day to, uh, it was literally, like literally an urge one day to wake up and go get some DJ equipment. And my friend, so at the time, AT&T, the one that I worked at was not too far from right here off of West Timer, and uh, our apartment at the time was right next to Guitar Center. So me and my friends, my roommates, we walked next door. They came with me, got some DJ equipment, didn't know what we was doing, and I hooked up the equipment, tried to do it the best way that I could. And the next day, my um, boyfriend at the well, my late husband at the time, we went and picked up some records. We went to the record store, got two records, didn't both records didn't even match, didn't know what I was doing, but I was like, hey, these are two records or two songs that I like. From there, I started just playing around with music. Um, We used to go to this happy hour spot around the corner uh, from my apartment uh, called T-Town, and there was this guy that was trying to holler at one of my friends, and... (laughs) He was start, you know, he was talking to one of my friends, and basically everybody started talking about what they did, and he was like, "Well, hey, my friend is looking for a um, a DJ to train," because I told him I was a DJ, and he was like, "No, you're not DJing, you know, you know, we don't have a lot of female DJs," and I was like, "Yeah, I'm DJing," and he was like, "Well, I want you to come up to where he works at the radio station and just stand there and watch," and and I was like, "Cool." And he said, well, we also have a record pool. And for those that don't know, before there were MP3s, there were CDs. <laughs> and before there were CDs, there were records. records. So records, we used to have to, we had to listen to the records physically, listen to them, and give our feedback of what, which songs 
um, could play um, in the club. And um, mind you, I was at a I was doing this at a time when it wasn't cool for women to be DJs. Okay, so after that, I know my story is long. I'm almost done. So then after that. Um, I, you know, started going to the record pool and I started DJing two things. I would do poetry lounge and I would do these basketball games at Fundy Rec Center, um, downtown Houston, because my friend worked at AT&T and was like, Hey, super Zelma, we are, uh, looking for a DJ. You know, you want to just come and just try out your skills. I was like, yeah. And the, my uh, mentor GT was basically like, Hey, just take any and every gig paid or non paid because that's how you're going to get better that's how you're going to get your experience in so i just did everything well one day i was leaving the basketball game and um mom well let me rewind so let me just say this so after all of the you know me djing the poetry and djing the basketball games um i ended up getting pregnant I got married, and then a year after that, I lost my husband. So all of that happened, like, bam, 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 bam. Wow. And so that trauma, like, sh shocked me so hard that I had to just stop for a minute because, you know, I have a two-year-old baby. I just started, like, this hobby, and that was kind of turning into something cool, and I'm working at AT&T, and then, bam, now I'm a widow unexpectedly. And uh, that particular situation made me DJ Superstar because right before that happened, I got an offer to DJ at St. John's downtown for their youth department. And at that time, I had no idea what to play because hip-hop, gospel, or inspiration music wasn't that popular mm -hmm. then. And it, I was I wasn't familiar with it, so I was like, "But okay, I'll take the opportunity because I'm hungry. I'm gonna take every and everything." And bam, my husband passed away. We had just joined St. John's at the point at that time, and this is why I love Pastor Rudy to this day. We had just joined, um, and he allowed me to have my husband's funeral at the church, like, like. New members don't do that. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So for that to happen, I was like, man. And so I forever indebted. And then maybe like three months after that, it may, no, maybe like two months. Well, I gave myself six weeks. And then I started DJing for the kids okay. at the church. Okay. So every Sunday, I would DJ for the kids. But that was God's way of helping me grieve mm -hmm. because he knew that that was going to happen. And he knew that that was going to birth DJ Superstar. Right. So every Sunday, I would DJ for the kids. They would come talk to me. I would grieve. I would cry. And then things just started happening. Started happening. I got gigs after gigs. And then, you know, me, well, when I first started DJing, I, I left this part out. The DJs in the city that was DJing didn't want to they, teach I was going to say, they didn't want to. They wanna... didn't want to teach a girl. Because yeah. they was like. The ladies don't do it. Um, ladies, that. yeah, and at the time, most girls that tried to DJ started and they didn't finish mm -hmm. or they got bored or they just did it for a little while and they stopped. But, you know, to this day, those DJs look at me so weird because they like, man, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't pass them up, actually. So I want I want to I want to sit right there in yeah. there. That's exactly where I was going. So when you see them now, oh, it's how is this? I get the hate. Okay. 
Yeah, it's kind of weird being, a, and I, I don't understand that because I'm such a cool kid, but I see it. Like, I see it. Like, sometimes they don't even want to speak to me or, you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's a different kind of vibe and energy. And I just, you know, I still speak and keep it moving, but. Now, see, I know a lot of ladies that would take that situation and say, well, I'm not going to I'm I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to sit over here or I'm going to stop doing what I love doing <laughs> oh, because no. it makes them upset. Oh no, cuz then that means they win. Exactly. And I'm not trying to let these boys win. <laughs> oh no, not anymore. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> so you talked about having mm-hmm. that immense stress of losing your husband. Mm-hmm. How do you think coming back mm-hmm. and doing the and changing everything cuz you pretty much, you know, changed your life Mm -hmm. you were forced to have to change your life right because you have a child Mm -hmm. you're starting this new career right how did that affect who you were as a person and the voice that you had before it happened and after oh it's different uh i was just talking to somebody the other day like i'm a different person after that after after my husband passed away Mm -hmm. i'm totally different i'm a different person uh after these past six years DJing, I'm a different person. Because I feel like now I'm at a point where I'm in that transformation period again. Okay. Yeah, I'm in that, like, uh, different space now. But um, my voice, I still had a voice before I was DJ Superstar. I was little DJ Superstar, I guess, because mm-hmm. I was just starting to DJ. And I was, I was, I was more, I was... Uh, I, w- I wasn't as fearful uh, in the beginning. After my husband passed, I was, I kind of, uh, and throughout the years, I've kind of allowed myself to have my guard up. Okay. Like, I'm totally different now. Okay. Oh, I have my guard up. I'm kind of like very shield, shielded. Like, uh, I pray for real discernment. So I think the more and more I think I have it, <laughs> then I think I have it. Because in this industry, it's very, um, yeah, it's different. And you have to be really aware. And so my voice after the trauma is, yeah, I kind of lost, well, yeah. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, no, I know this is live tape, and I just lost my thought. But no, you no. get it. But How, so, get it. yeah. Um, <laughs> if you were to describe it, like, is it stronger, or is it just different? Um, it's definitely stronger right now. Mm-hmm. Definitely stronger. Um, I kind of not deal with certain things. Okay. Because so you're um, I have a choice now. Mm. Yeah, I have a choice now. Like, oh man, I have a cho- yeah, I have a choice. Yeah, and that's strong. Yeah. Because you know, most people, when I think about the English language, choose mm-hmm. choice, the the ability to choose is mm-hmm. one of the strongest words that you have. Mm-hmm. And when you realize that you can choose to be in situations, right. You can choose to say things at certain times. I'm right. still working on that sometimes. My husband say, Man. he really didn't have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but I chose to say it, right? Right. 
So what would you say to a young woman mm-hmm. right now who wants to be a DJ right now in this industry now? What are the two things you think she should know? Um, well, I think she should know to, uh, well, if she's starting off, she has to really love the art of DJing, like really love music because DJing is repetitious. Mm -hmm. And if you don't really like the music, like the culture, like pushing the culture forward, then, you know, this is not not for you. you. (laughs) Like, I feel like there are so many fake female DJs out there that just do it just for the, you know, the look Mm -hmm. and the, they think it might be a fast way to get out there, maybe on the scene or whatnot, but you know, if it's really in your heart and if you really want to do it, then, hey, you would do any and everything. If that's something you can wake up doing mm-hmm. without getting paid. Would you do it? Would you do it? Now and that's know. the question. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so that's good because mm-hmm. I think that, you know, in this social media era, oh, man. everything is so over-glorified. Big time. And people feel like, I'm going to just try this and this and this and this and this. Big time. It's like, Because no. they see everything else. They see it happening for um, other people, mm-hmm. and they think that, oh, well, this might be, you know, an easy thing. It looks easy on social media. Mm-hmm. It's not. And they get into Anything it. Anything worth having is worth working for, and that's what people tend to, you know, forget. Right. So Okay. Yeah. Okay, last question. Okay. What, in your opinion, is... Um, the most important part about owning your voice? Hmm. In my opinion, the most important part of owning my voice is staying true. Mm. If you don't stay true to yourself, how are you going to be true to other people? And I mean 100% true to yourself. Like, if that takes, you know, uh, 15 minutes out the day to meditate, to get your mind right, to figure out who you are, do it. Then you got to do it. And I feel like, um, man, the more and more I get seasoned and older, I'm like, if I don't feel like doing this, it's okay to tell the next person, hey, I'm sorry. I just cannot do this today. Yeah. And I'm being true to me. And if they can't receive it, then I can't deal with it. But I'm being true to me. Or, you know, uh, being true to different situations mm-hmm. and um, just being true to others. Okay. So just staying true. That's good. That's good because yeah. it's all about being authentic. Yeah, and staying in your truth. Staying in your truth. Because people can see authenticity. Like, they can feel it. Like, they can tell when people are not being real. Ah, uh, Yes. But I don't, and I don't understand, that's what I don't understand about people believing everything they see on social media. Oh my goodness. I mean, just because they pose for that picture don't mean that they really are there or they're doing oh. that, right? So. Okay, that's a whole nother, That's what I was going to say. Don't let, me, don't let me get started. We can do, that's a part two for later. For real, for real. <laughs> well, I want to thank you for sitting down with me and kind of sharing well, your truth, it. a piece yes, of your truth. That, and I'm sure that it's going to help because there are so many young women who are trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives and how they're going to do it. And you know what? Be patient with that's yourselves. Good. Yeah. Like, Note uh, that it doesn't happen tomorrow. No. It is not going to happen tomorrow. Probably won't happen in the next month. But, oh, man. Believe in yourself enough to do the work. Yes. If you are given 
200% every day to what you believe in, and if you're giving your all, hey, that's all you can do is give it your all, then one day it will break. It will break. <laughs> Just one day it will break. So that is awesome. Thank yes. you okay. so much. With no problem. Okay, good. Thank you. Everybody, <laughs> that's it. Down. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Empowering You. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts and also on SoundCloud and find us on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. So until next time, thank you. Bye.